Welcome back to Inside TBT. Cool episode today. All right, we got John Elmore on the show, who's been on the show 1,562 times, talking about TBT last year. Update a little bit about his career and what's going on with him in the G League. And then when we talked last year, we talked Best Virginia versus Heard That, which is extremely fun, extremely cool to talk about that rivalry finally renewed in TBT. And then we got Evan Batty on the show talking Colorado and Team Colorado's hopeful return back to TBT. Exciting stuff. He's a big name from Colorado. He's got a great smile, a great face of that potential team that could and hopefully will be coming back. Before we get to that, though, I got four players across the world that I want to tell you about, update you about. D. Bost played for Bayheim's Army last year, and this year he became the fourth player in Champions League history to have at least 600 points and 200 assists. C.J. Massenburg, TBT 2022 MVP and TBT champion for Blue Collar U, just won the 2023 Italian Cup Championship. Mitch Creek played on the money team, was named to the All-NBL first team. And then Eric McCollum, who is a TBT Hall of Famer, of course, four championships with Overseas Elite. He was inducted into the VTB United League Hall of Fame. So the Hall of Famer adds another Hall of Fame to his resume. Let's get to these interviews right now. Evan Batty and John Elmore. But I had to tell you a little bit about TBT around the world. All right, joining me now on Inside TBT, the recurring of all recurring guests, John Elmore, welcome back to the show. We're back, man. Let's go. Fired up to have you here. Full disclosure, I'm wearing a Bulls sweatshirt because the Bulls just released Dragic, and I'm holding out hope that that's because they're bringing in another crafty point guard from the G League. So that's why I'm repping the Bulls today. One can hope. One can hope, man. Before we jump into some TBT stuff, you know, you're, you're playing with the Sioux Falls Sky Force. I'd love to have you talk a little bit about that. Update, you know, TBT Nation with what you're doing and how it's going. Uh, it's been a good year so far, man. Um, year four as a pro, three of them overseas. Finally got opportunity to play in the G League with the uh, the Heat's affiliate, the Sky Force. Uh, living in South Dakota has been a little rocky, dude. It's cold as I don't know what here. It snows crazy, but uh, living in the States, playing in the G League has been dope so far. So similar, not similar, South Dakota and Miami. <laughs> We don't need to talk about it, man. We don't need to talk about it. It was, uh, I think it was like negative 21 here the other day with 13 inches of snow. Oh, man, it hurt. It hurt. Is there any G League NBA crossover where they're like, hey, we have a week off, but it's a week of training camp down in Miami with the Heat players? You know, they need a little extra scrimmage stuff and they don't want to go hard against, you know, the sixth, seventh, eighth man, et cetera. Is there anything like that that exists in the G League? Um, not really. Um, 
one instance though, we just had a guy who's under NBA contract with the Heat. Um, he was injured. He's making a comeback. Like this is his first time being healthy this year. So the Heat sent him down um, to get reps and practice with us and stuff like that. So uh, there's a little bit of back and forth there. That's cool. Is that like a big deal when someone like that is is in the G League? Um, I think the G League kind of promotes it a lot, but you know. The other players in the G League are like, oh, I want that position or I want to be on that level. So it's kind of a uh, kill or be killed league because everybody's trying to make it to the top and uh, you just see it as another game and another opportunity. Maybe it's because I follow you, heard that, Ott, you know, Marshall, Skyforce, all that. And because I run the TVT account, maybe because of that, I feel like I'm seeing your highlights all the time. Do you feel like the G League has given you more exposure than your overseas teams your first three years as a pro? Oh, hundred percent. I think the uh, social media and like the marketing and stuff like that going on in the G League's big time um, from a promotional point of view, just because when they have the product and they have guys producing and having big games, I think they do, like you said, a really good job of uh, putting it out there on social media and just um, showing off the brand. So I think it's big time, man. You know, you guys go overseas for a few years and you really, you don't hear a whole lot or they kind of disappear. Um, and that's just because it's kind of a different world over there. But I think the G League does do a phenomenal job of kind of promoting and putting guys on display. So another place where you really get put on display is TBT. You know, me personally, I'm getting ready to post your 2021 ankle breaker tomorrow. <laughs> Definitely we'll do a collab post with you there. But TBT, all right, you get to put the Marshall jersey back on. How great's that been the last, you know, three years? Oh, man, it's awesome. Um, some of my college teammates, my college roommates, um, guys that I'm super close with, uh, linking back up with them playing for the million dollars. We haven't won it yet, but I think we're close, man. I think it just takes getting hot at the right time. I think we've got the talent. Um, we've got the personalities and the characters. So I wouldn't bet against us. I wouldn't bet against you either until the third round. That's uh, usually when, when we can bet against you guys. No, I'm struggling a little bit. <laughs> I'm messing with you, obviously. But Last year in TBT, we got to see the matchup that at least from a fan standpoint, everyone had been waiting for. You may have been dreading it, but we got heard that versus best Virginia in the state of West Virginia. Let's fast forward to, or I guess, rewind to you see that could potentially happen in the bracket. Where was your mind going into the first game of TBT, knowing what could be looking at you game number two? Um. So last year we had James Madison's alumni team first round uh, and then West Virginia had their, their game in Charleston, West Virginia, my hometown, kind of a like central location uh, for the state. And I was like, there's no way we can lose this first round game because like we have to play them. Like the whole state, the whole country is like locked in for TBT and you see that potential matchup. Um, and then our game against James Madison, like got close down the stretch and I'm like, we can't lose. We can't lose. We have to play WVU. Um, ended up winning. And then uh, going into that game, it was just like, man, this is like such a big opportunity for the state, for the two schools. Um, and then for me personally, having that little rivalry going against them, uh, we know a lot of their players. So I was locked in, man. I was ready for it. And it was exciting. Was there any conversation, you know, John Flowers says all the time that you guys are great friends. He loves you and your brother. Ott. You guys are close you guys play pickup together. Was there any conversation between the two of you text, 
anyone on the best Virginia team leading up to that game? Um, there was some, there was some back and forth with flowers. Um, that's my guy. Uh, we had talked about a steak dinner, so I think I might owe him a steak dinner. I think that might've been on one of the TBT channels, us arguing a little bit, but, um, no, there was a little bit of back and forth, but it was all love. Um, they beat us sadly, but we were, we were hyping the game up. So there was a point in the game where you guys were down like 20 ish. And I tweeted out. If heard that comes back and wins this game, we'll sell everyone who retweets this $500. And all of a sudden it was like a nine point game. So in my mind, I was freaking out thinking I was going to, owe. it got like 500 retweets. I was thinking I was going to owe, you know, $20 million. But at, at any point in that comeback, did you think you had a chance to come all the way back and win that game? So going into the game, I'm like, dude, I like our chances, man. Um, personnel wise, like on paper, you know, I thought we stacked up well. And then we come out and they're like up 20 in the first few minutes. I'm like, holy cow. Uh, I think they, I mean, they had like a record number of threes, like in a row. And I'm like, there's no way our defense is this bad. Um, but I think it was one of those games that they just, uh, they got going. The atmosphere was phenomenal. They had a lot of Mountaineer fans in there. Um, it got chippy in the stands. Um, it was nuts. And then, like you said, um, I think we kind of, after that slow start, we pieced it back together a little bit um, and went on that run. Now I started getting in my bag a little bit, um, talking a little smack on the court, and then uh, we fell short. So... I thought we had a chance though. It got, it got ugly and then it got like, Oh, okay. We might have a game. We might have a game. And then it kind of fell off again, but we had a chance for a little bit. So the year before when you lost to team 23, you were, you were emotional after the game. I actually was a little scared to grab you for a post game interview right after that game. You weren't as emotional last year. So would you prefer you know, the the long wounded loss where you're down early and you're just kind of going through the motions? Or would you have preferred that game have been, you know, having done both in TBT, would you have preferred that game comes down to the last shot? Last shot. Last shot. Um, all the emotion, the adrenaline, you're in the game, you're clawing the whole game, fighting. Uh, see, that one was kind of like, you got down and then it was just like this slow, painful, like every bucket in the Elam inning, you're like, Oh, we're really not like the chances of us really winning are kind of getting farther and farther away. But you know, team 23, you're like, all right, we got this, we got this, we got this. And at the last minute you end up losing. So I think being in the game and then having that heartbreak is better than just not really being in it. Last question I got for you about that game. Um, what were you hearing from the people in West Virginia, the people in Charleston, you know, in the day leading up to that game? I know what you were hearing from the team, your teammates. I know what you were getting from John Flowers. What were you hearing, you know, the vibe in the city with that game being on the calendar? Dude, I just remember like the energy, man. Um, I live like two blocks away from the arena where the gym was and, uh, everybody was just so hype. Like I'm in a, like a bunch of group messages, like with people that play pickup in Charleston and everybody was talking about it. Um, social media was booming at the time. Marshall fans and West Virginia fans were just constantly going back and forth at each other. Little brother, big brother, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I just remembered like how much attention and how much energy was surrounded like with the game. So it was just, it was one of the more memorable summers, honestly, even though we ended up losing. 
All right, I got two more questions for you. Both are a little fun. The first one is, if you got dropped into a Marshall game right now, how many points do you think you could score? Realistically, not like 120. Realistically, you shoot, let's say you shoot 65, 70%. So a little better than you normally shoot because the defense is not, you know, quite as good as the G League. How many points do you think you score? Oh, man. Never thought about that. Um, so I would say I averaged 20 my senior year. And I'd say I'm better now than I was my senior year. Okay, I'd say a lot better now than I was my senior year. Oh, man. You got to go up. I'd say upwards of 20. Uh, you know, I passed the ball a little bit here and there. Um, so I, I can't put a number on it, but I'm getting buckets. I'm filling it up. All right, follow-up question, which is not the final question, just a follow-up based on your answer. If John Elmore got dropped on Marshall right now, same same premise, are you guys the favorite to win March Madness? Yeah, we're bringing home a natty. All right. We are home and natty odds makers in Vegas. Marshall is the favorite. All right. I love that. I think we got to make that happen. You're bringing home a natty. I agree. If only there was a tournament, let's say in the summer, where you could rep Marshall again, wouldn't that be fun? Great opportunity. Great opportunity. So I heard a rumor from Mr. Flowers. He said you are being heavily recruited by Best Virginia to play with them. My question to you is not, will you play with Best Virginia? Because I'm I'm sure I'll get that answer when the time comes. The question is, are you actually being recruited by Best Virginia? There's been some, um, let's say, text message threads created um, with some recruiting pitches and why it would work and what could be done and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, I don't know, man. I think we both should make it happen so that we could see Ott rep some West Virginia <laughs> gear because that would just be about as good as it gets. I don't know, man. Heard that um, has become such a uh, staple of the TBT and um, – We've had our games and had our moments where we've had chances to win and uh, make that run for the money. So, you know, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. All right. If you could pluck any – last question. <laughs> if you could pluck any TBT player from the whole tournament from last year and add him to herd that, who would it be? Oh, wow. Um, Jimmer played last year, right? Dude. Me and Jim are in the backcourt together. Oh, my goodness. Can we make that happen? I think we can make it happen. I don't know what I think Jimmer's been like Team USA, like three on three, stuff like that. Um, you and Jim are in the best Virginia backcourt would be. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to see what Jimmer thinks about green and white first. We'll, well, that's we'll talk the, about it. The money team used to be green and white, so it's it's a quick change. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to reach out to Jimmer. We'll see what happens. I love it. I love it. All right, John Elmore. Any questions for me before I get you out of here? Um, is TBT twenty? What is it? Twenty twenty three? Yes. Gonna be as exciting as TBT twenty twenty two. 
Well, I think that question is up to you, which is, is heard that going to make it to the third round? Because if the answer to that is yes, then the answer to your question is it's going to be more exciting. You know, I mentioned odds makers in Vegas and all that. Um, don't bet against her net. There we go. John Elmore, appreciate you taking the time as always. We'll catch up with you soon. Good seeing you, my guy. All right, I'm here on Inside TBT with Evan Batty and Zach Rubisam from Colorado, who have a big-time announcement. We're going to knock out this interview right here, talking Colorado TBT. Zach, Evan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, man. Thanks, Andrew. We're, man, we're fired up to be on, and we're, we're fired up for TBT this summer. Absolutely. So everyone knows Evan. You can't forget that smile. He's rocking the smile right now. He's rocking <laughs> the sleeveless big guns, as you can probably yeah, see. But, Zach, can you walk me through, to start things off, what this team is looking like, your role? You know, I'll kind of hand it off to you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. First off, TBT, you know, Team Colorado has been playing in it since 2016, have a little bit of a three or four year hiatus. Last time we played was 2019, but TBT for Team Colorado is huge because one is getting buffs back together, right? So everyone associated with Team Colorado really bleeds black and gold from, you know, to bring different areas, eras from people that played for Tad Boyle to Ricardo Patton and bring buffs together is the biggest thing um, to have training camp in Boulder and then have them around our current guys, I think is huge for our team culture, but, you know, I love the versatility of the roster we're putting together this year. Um, we have some OGs on the roster. We have some young guys that Evan played with, but you know, some guys like Shannon Sharp is playing Dom Collier, Deshaun Schwartz is playing George King, Treshawn Fletcher, um, Jariah Horn, obviously Evan Batty right there. Um, then Dallas Walton and Lucas Seward are all on board for TBT. So I'm going to be serving as the head coach, which, you know, as an alum, as a guy that was an assistant coach for the last time we did TBT, it's a big honor and something I don't take lightly, but I'm just excited to get these guys back on campus and really spend some time with them and try to do something special together again. Exciting stuff. Evan, how easy was it for Zach to sell you to come be a part of TBT? Uh, it was a no-brainer. Uh, you know, when the opportunity arose for the guys to get all back together, I, I said, let's do it. You know, I'm I'm really big on my teammates, and I, I miss them a lot. And um, I actually played with everybody on the team except Shannon Sharp and Treshawn Fletcher. So I played with most of the guys on the team. So just the camaraderie that we have already, I mean, to be back together is just, you know, you don't get that opportunity, you know, many times. Absolutely. So, Evan, I heard a rumor, and the rumor may have been told to me by you, that back in 2019, you actually scrimmaged the TBT Team Colorado. Can you tell me who won that scrimmage? Uh, honestly, I think they got us. Uh, I think they got us. I mean, we scrimmaged the TBT team every year, you know, because since I was there in 2017, my freshman year and the following two summers, uh, we scrimmaged in and we come in and we have, you know, we've had some good battles, you know, just a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, mess talking, you know, back and forth and just really competitive and, um, you know, just really good battles that we had. And it was also a good, you know, thing for the 
the Colorado program as a whole, just having the old guys back and you know, having us all together in one circle. And, you know, it's just the opportunity that, you know, it's not like once in a lifetime, I'm going to say. So um, I'm looking forward to having the young guys kind of scrimmage against us. Well, maybe it's in the cards, maybe it's not, but I hope it happens. I think that's the most valuable thing, honestly, Ev, is it turns into a reunion of sorts for our program. Like, yep. we do reunions yep. all around football games, but TBT in itself is its own event um, when we're able to do it with, you know, getting guys back to Boulder, seeing the new guys in the program, and really connecting the bridges from Evan's group to Shannon Sharp's group to Nick Coleman, who is even a little bit older than Shannon Sharp, who's going to be an assistant coach for me, like – just connecting all these guys, I think, is the biggest aspect of TBT and why we like it so much. So you you have a fantastic transition to my next question, which is, is there going to be another game this year between the current team and, you know, Evan's team that's being put together right now? Is that in the cards for this summer? It's definitely in the cards. I think it depends a lot of bit on timing. So trying to figure out the schedule of when our current CU guys will be here and when our TBT guys will be here. But I know, you know, if we're on campus at the same time, Coach Boyle's always been about letting the young guys run against the TBT team and um, giving us a good test before TBT, which I think is important as well. Evan, what's the – because obviously when you had to play the TBT team, that was a battle. You were probably exhausted. Yeah. What's the craziest conditioning thing you ever had to do when you were at Colorado? <laughs> uh, definitely a 15, 15, 20, and 20 uh, – you know, just 20 suicide in 20 minutes or 15 suicide in 15 minutes, like one of those things. So scrimmaging was probably one of your favorite things, I would guess. Oh, hands down. The opportunity to play basketball and getting shaped that way instead of just running aimlessly. Yeah. I, I would be making a mistake if I didn't ask this. All right. What are we going to get from, from Coach Prime, from Deion Sanders' involvement in the TBT team? Ooh. I haven't I haven't approached Coach Prime about TBT yet. I know Coach Prime is busy um, getting the football program up and going. That's a busy man. That's a busy he's man. A busy man. But I will tell you the excitement on campus about Coach Prime and everything he's doing um, is great for our athletic department as a whole. Great for our football program and you know great for basketball as well. Like the energy and the buzz on campus has been unreal since he's arrived. My next question, similar about, you know, the school, the athletic department as a whole, do you think you guys have one of the, one of the best and most intimidating mascots, whether it's the live version or, cool. the, or the animated version? Well, animated version is, eh. but you know, our live version mascot, nobody in the country beats, beats that, you know, Buffalo stampeding the field. Like that's, as hands-on, one of the best, no, the best, best yeah. pre-game celebration or whatever you want to call it, ritual ever. You know, it, when you watch it, you're, when you're at Folsom Field and you're watching it live, you just, you just in awe, honestly. There's nothing like a sold-out Folsom Field on a Saturday when the hype starts going and the team runs out behind Ralphie. Like, it is truly one of the most special things in college athletics. I got one, maybe two, maybe it'll extend into five final questions for you guys. <laughs> the first one is, you know, Team Colorado, obviously there's history with that name, you know, lost in the championship of TBT, have been around a few years, but I got a couple of name ideas that if we were going back in the time machine, want to hear what you guys think. First one, 
is the Buffs bus where like the logo is like a bus and you guys are all on it. What do you think of Buffs bus? What do you think, Ed? I thought we could come up with some better ones, but I mean, it's decent. It's decent. It's decent. Zach, what do you think? It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, Team Colorado is like the standard right now with all the tradition, but it's not bad. And then what about Ralphie's Ring of Honor? That'd be pretty good. See, we were trying to brainstorm names. Those didn't come up. Then maybe they should have come up. Who were you brainstorming with? I should have been on the meetings. Was it was it just my guy Luke? (laughs) We brainstormed a little bit with Luke, talked about in the group chat, but you know, at the end of the day, Uh, I think Team Colorado, like you said, there's history there. Um, so we revamped the logo a little bit, which you know you guys will see on Friday, but Team Colorado has history. There's guys that have poured really just like the Colorado program poured their sweat and effort into Team Colorado. So we wanted to kind of stick with that and still honor those guys as well. When you think back to your time at Colorado, what's like the memory that stands out most to you? An on-the-game memory. Ooh. Or on the court, I mean, sorry. It has to be seeing I Yeah, it has to be. I mean, look, it's just it's out of the two. It's senior night last year at uh us beating Arizona, you know, Hanley and you know, myself bringing all the fans out on the court, and my speech at in the center court was um, like a storybook ending. But you know, it's 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 a it's a it's a close win over the Dayton win when they were at OB Toppin and they were top ranked, and we won in Chicago, and there was a sea full of red. It was just like it was a home game for them, pretty much. And we just won at the buzzer, Deshaun Schwartz at the buzzer leader, and we won that game. So it's close, but the senior night is probably takes the cake. I think that year Dayton won the like simulated March Madness because there was no tournament. So does that make you guys the the twenty twenty real champions? Yeah, it has to be. They only they only lost like two games that year, Kansas and us. So you know. I think right. I, congratulations, Team Colorado. They're really fighting for their second championship this summer because they won, you know, the hypothetical March Madness <laughs> back in 2020. Um, yes, Evan. My last question for you, and then I, I got one more Zach for you, and we'll get you yes. guys out of here. Evan, um, when you when you look at these guys and you look at this team, how far do you think you guys can go in TBT? I mean, I think we can just win the whole thing just on our. Just on our uh, our understanding of each other, and just us playing together for so long, and us knowing each other, and we really love each other. So that translates to you know just wanting to you know honestly have fun with each other and play the game is just a plus. You know, just a chance to get us all back together in the first place. So just um, you know, it's not really uh, it's not really a thing that we're gonna be like selfish with or like. Who's going to take the most shots? Who's going to get the most minutes? Just, we all have one goal. We're all going to have fun doing it. So, I love it. And then from you know, kind of a ownership slash GM slash coach perspective, Zach, what do you want the world, the TBT world, the world world to know about Team Colorado going into TBT this summer? Yeah, I mean, one, like I said earlier on the podcast, the best thing about TBT is getting Buffs back together. 
Every all of our players played at Colorado. All of our staff, the GMs, everybody has played it has played a role at Colorado. Whether it's former player, manager, anything, right? But you know, one thing I said that we want the world to know about Team Colorado this year is, like Evan said, we love each other. We're grateful to get back together and do this together. And I think we have a real shot with um, the guys we have to make a real run at the million dollar prize. I love it. And I just came up with what the team name actually should be, which is Buffs Back in Business. There, you there go. we go. There you go. Uh, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, Team Colorado, hopefully coming to you this summer in TBT. Excited to see the Buffs Back in Business. Uh, thank you, man. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Andrew. Hope everyone enjoyed this episode. This episode concludes our 10 straight weeks of TBT content. Excuse me, nine straight weeks, starting with TBT 2014 all the way through TBT 2022, which means starting with the next episode of Inside TBT, we are diving in to all things TBT 2023. We got a taste of that, of course, with Zach and Evan on the Colorado interview. Hope everyone had a great time today. Enjoy, you know, doing this show last nine weeks or so was great. A lot of interviews. I think it was, I think it was over 20 guys that I talked to 20 guys I interviewed to be a part of all this. So shout out to everyone who, who helped make this happen. Go back and listen to the old interviews. If you haven't hit them all yet and talk to talk to everyone soon. Oh, of course, make sure you're following at the tournament on Twitter at the dot tournament on Instagram at the tournament on TikTok as well. Follow at inside TBT on all platforms and follow me, Andrew Zolden TBT 2023 is coming real soon. We're going to have a TBT bracket challenge for March madness. So don't forget to sign up for that. Clocking out early. That's the dish I don't like. Been getting paid since I was riding on the bike. Hit the pedal with the eighth hopping flight i've been chilling out of sight i'll be at the bar tonight told the bartender go and take my car to swipe you try the same thing but your car get declined white rappers nowadays no we're not too hard to find i'm so dapper with my ways i'm gonna linger in your mind always told me good things look i'm too dull to our patient but i've been way too patient riding bars in my basement i'm anxious in the real world it's time for me to say this the basics the talent in my mind i can't waste it my life is too safe it's my time for I'm baking my mind every day, it's the same ish. Lazy, my grind needs to get a new facelift. Coming from the underground and busting through the pavement. Rock with it, and lean with it. My team win it, my team win it. Now rock with it, and lean with it. My team turn up when I spit it. Now rock with it, and lean with it. My team win it, my team win it. Now rock Cause oh yeah, that is so raving, racing and pacing around all these lames in my lane, out my way, unless you're trying to pay me. Not from the playpen, it's coming from the jungle. When you hear the bell, you better be ready to rumble. Because I'ma grab the gloves and I'm gonna flex my muscles. Go ahead and spit some bars, but you're probably just gonna mumble. A lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble. Cause they think they at the top, they better stop before they stumble. Cause I'm swiping all their biddies while they swiping right on bumble. And your girl, he calls me daddy, but
pussy only cause you uncle But no, we not related, homie, no, we not some fam You never get in clubs, you can't even get in sand You never get in dubs like the Browns from the land When push comes to shove, wave that